0: folks. Welcome to On the Air with That Literary Lady, I'm glad that you're able to tune in to another episode and it's such a lovely beautiful day here in the Piedmont Triad, I hope it's a lovely day where you are, well right now we have our guest Dr. Kay Green and she is the CEO and President of RKG Marketing Solutions, she's a marketing expert, professor and the author of I've Been Called the B Word, Now What Do I Do? 13 Rules for the New Age Professional Woman. She's a Huffington Post contributor. In addition, she's a consultant, a professor, and a public speaker. She holds a doctorate in business administration and marketing, and she's been featured on the Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, Business Review, USA, the North Dallas Gazette, and other news and media outlets. Dr. Kay, it's such a pleasure. Welcome to
1: the show. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. It's so funny because um, I love reading books like yours because uh, I'm also a consultant and marketing is my passion. And so it's always refreshing when you can read uh, a book like this and get so much valuable information for it, uh, from it. And we'll get into the book in a minute because I want our audience to um, actually go out and purchase the book. I believe it's on paperback and in e-book format. But if you are a businesswoman, especially if you're an entrepreneur, and, and I, I target entrepreneurs a lot, I do suggest you get this book because you will find this book useful and valuable. But before we get into the book, Dr. K, I I want to talk about some of the topics that you teach. Now, I know you teach at a few universities, correct?
1: Yes, I, I do.
0: Okay, what are some of the topics you teach your students?
1: Well, the the good thing, Yolanda, that I've I've had the opportunity to do, I've been uh, able to teach everything from social media all the way down to principal marketing. I've instructed email marketing. I've uh, instructed uh, branding courses. I've instructed strategic management and strategic marketing uh, capstone courses in marketing. I've created courses uh, in strategic leadership, that type of thing. So. I've done everything under the sun, undergraduate and graduate, on the level of marketing, management, and business.
0: Okay, okay. And you are the owner of RKG. What is the 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 objective of your company? Is it just well, let me, for marketing? Oh, go ahead. Is it solely just for marketing, or what's the objective?
1: Well, the objective of my company is to provide my customers, my consumers, a very cutting-edge, very specialized uh, type of marketing solutions that we actually use to serve our clients. And so what I'm trying to bring my clients is a very unique perspective in terms of looking at the market, how to go about uh, creating strategies in order to attract consumers, Um, also focusing on branding, really branding uh, my actual uh, consumers quite a bit in terms of whatever products or services they may be selling. So ultimately, I am creating very highly specialized marketing strategies and plans of action for my clients.
0: Okay. Okay. And I love your tagline, Um, the... The quintessential uh, essential new age professional woman, young, exciting, inspirational, successful, and motivating. I love that. I don't have one of those, and I need one. How you have you?
1: to have it. You have to have it, Yolanda. It's, it's so important. I'm
0: very, I'm very inspired to get one now. How do you uh, suggest to our audience and to myself to, to, to go about creating one?
1: Well, you have to come up with what describes you. That was the main thing about this whole B-word thing. You know, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I know that we're also different. We're also very diverse. We have different things, different nuances about ourselves. And so when I sit down and I really think about what is my brand, I like to come up with my my keywords, my tag words, you know, that really describe me. And for me, I fast-tracked my career about 10 to 15 years, you know, and I actually accomplished quite a bit in the past, you know, I want to say 5 to 10 years. And so, and I look at it, and I think about the way that we traditionally did business, and I look at now the way we're doing business in the 21st century, and I look at it and I said, you know what, this is a new age way to do business. I mean, it literally is. Everything is based on technology, so forth and so on. And so I think it's important to come up with your taglines that really describe you.
0: Okay. That's a good point there. And um, we're going to get into talking about the importance of technology, because those are some of the questions I want to ask, because some people um, in the industry today or in the, in business today don't really realize the importance or the evolution of technology and how it's important to their business but I want to talk about, let's talk about the book. Now, at first glance, when people read, I've been called a B-word, now what do I do? Of course, you know what the first thing they think, think about is, but that's really not what the book is about, is it?
1: No, 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 definitely not. The book has, I wanted to uh, spin it in a different uh, direction because I thought about that whole traditional B-word thing, you know, and I thought about the women in business and I thought about you know, how hard uh, at times we actually work and how, um, you know, at times it can be very challenging to climb the corporate ladder or create businesses or whatever entity we want to do. And unfortunately, women in business have been branded, which is another B word, uh, branded the, the traditional B word due to whatever their level of success may be or whatever. So in the context of my book, I wanted to look at it in a very different way. And so it focuses on the diversity. Exists among women today. So it's not about being that traditional B word. It's actually the exact opposite. It's, it's about diversity and leadership and empowerment of women today. And we uh, include so many other B words in the book, but they're words that really describe each individual woman that I interviewed in the book.
0: And some of the B words you use, are, like you said, were branding, beautiful, bodacious. What are some of the other B words you use?
1: Uh, definitely bold. Bold was probably one of the major ones that we actually used. Um, blessed was always, uh, that, actually, that was the most popular word. Um, uh, blessed, bold, some people considered boring. You know, we had some blondes, some brunettes, uh, black. We had, um, you know, business. You better. Guys. Yes, we've had believer, we've had better, you know. We've even had belligerent in a case. So it. Yeah, I mean, we really did. We had really, really fun with a lot of those words. We had some who said they were, <laughs> at times, could be very baffled, you know. And, um, I mean, this was amazing how many different types of B-words that we actually came up with that really describe the women that were featured in the book as well as myself. I actually had uh, the women to create their, their top ten B-word list and really describe you know, themselves in terms of um, – what really describes them in terms of the B-word.
0: Okay, okay. Now, in the book, you talk about finding your niche. And um, as a consultant, I find that many of my clients have a hard time with this. Um, What are some suggestions that you have for people who are struggling to find that niche?
1: Well, first and foremost, you have to be honest with yourself. You know, a lot of the time we admire, you know, people in business and, you know, people who are in other avenues. And people are who are successful in in their own right, we we definitely understand that. But when you are finding your own niche, you have to be very honest with yourself and very clear on what it is you want to do and what you're really good at. You know, we're all really good at something. For me, I can't – singing and dancing is just not my thing. But – I can create a good marketing strategy, and I am really good with connecting with my clients and people and so forth and so on. And so I know what I'm really good at. And so I think, uh, one, you have to identify your strengths, first and foremost. And I say that because what are you really good at? Think about some of the things that you did when you were younger, some of the things that interest you, your hobbies. You know, what are you good at? If you're a good communicator. Chances are you might be a good salesperson or you might be good with building customer relationships. Those are things that you have to um, pay attention to. And then I also uh, talk about in the book as well, avoiding the herd. And when I say that, we're talking about, you know, a lot of the time we have a tendency that if one person is doing well or you see a few people doing well in a specific, uh, you know, subject matter or arena, we want to jump on the bandwagon. And that's not always the best approach, you know. When one person finds success doing something, here you have a whole herd of people trying to uh, follow. But again, people look for authenticity, if that makes sense. So okay. you're not going to have, you're going to have that one person or maybe a couple people who do very well in it, and then you'll have a, 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 uh, I want to say a herd of people who are, are trying to replicate. Well, the thing is, people feed off of authenticity today, and so it's so important to be yourself. Um, I also highlight put a spin, put a spin, excuse me, on your skills. It's very important that you are highlighting those skills that you're good at. Right. One thing that you definitely want to realize when you're sending out your resume or when you're trying to attract clients, you have to highlight those skills that are essential. Don't downplay yourself, you know. Don't lie, of course, but definitely upstate your skills. Let them know what you're good at. Highlight that. They're not going to know if you don't tell them. And then as a final point, listen to yourself. You know, you you definitely want to listen to yourself. And I've had this experience as well, and I don't know if you have uh, as well, Yolanda, but I've had people who would come and tell me, you know, what we should or should not be doing. You know, And, and many times people have specific ideas of what your skills should be. Right. But the thing about listening to yourself, you know what you're best at. And so with that in mind, you take that and you literally run with it.
0: You, you do, and I, I agree. For example, um, I talked to a young lady a few years back, and um, she did downplay herself. She couldn't find anything that she, she was good at that she thought because she's like, well, I don't know how to do uh, social media. I don't know how to do that. Well, what are you good at? Oh, I don't really know. You know, what what do you like to do? She likes to knit. I said, well, are you good at it? And she said, yes. Um, Well, to make a long story short, fast forward to today, she owns her own business. Um, She has a small warehouse where she knits personalized hats. Um, Some of them have bling on it. Some of them she has scarves and different things. But she downplayed herself. And I will assure you, for the listeners out there, if you downplay yourself, to, to a, a potential client or business, you can best believe the next person that comes along that upplays themselves will get that position or get that contract before you do. So stop, play, you know, downplaying yourself. So I'm glad that you did say that because that's true.
1: Definitely. I, I can tell you, again, I've seen it so many times with so many different people. When they come to me and they say, okay, Dr. K., we really I really need help with, with trying to find my way in the market First thing first, I say, well, what is it that you're good at? Because a lot of the time we stop, we don't pay attention to those things, our calling, so to speak, or our, our niche or the things that we're good at. We're constantly trying to go in another direction when we should be focusing on our passion.
0: This is true. This is true. Now let's talk about branding. Um, branding is so powerful, um, but I find that many don't do it. Um, why do you think that is?
1: Well, people don't see the important. People, a lot, so many people, and I guess I have to make this point here. So many people don't realize that we all are in branding. I don't care what field you're in or what uh, your specific, um, you know, major concentration, whatever you want to call it. Well, everything in today's society is about branding, right. and your brand is you. We're constantly selling ourselves be it to employers, be it in relationships, be it in, you know, just uh, up-building our own families, everything is about branding. And so for many people, I don't think that they may be clear on what their brand is. Right. And so the key is to really find out what your brand is and to have it come across in an authentic way.
0: I agree, I agree. Now, I laugh when I read the chapter, uh, Dress for the Career You Want, Not for the One You Have, because I always tell clients to fake it until you make it, or act as if those things were, even though they're not, because you're heading for a certain goal. Um, But I have to explain it. This doesn't mean that they're trying to live above their means or going into debt, but you have to, if you're asking for to say, for example, God for a car- a more expensive car, you have to prove that you can you know you can handle that, so you know act like act like you have that car if you drive a Ford escort, <laughs> keep that car clean until I get to Mercedes or whatever. What are your thoughts on that
1: i, I definitely agree it's here's the thing It and I told myself, and I wrote this in the um the chapter it's it's actually chapter five of the book. It, uh, we talk about. I said, if you want, it's a matter of internalizing your goals and your dreams. You know, it, it's really embodying that thing, that entity that you want to become. How how will you ever become that if you're not putting yourself in that mind state that you are? You know, it's just like studying at school. At school, you you uh, might do well on an exam when you memorize the material, but you're not going to retain that knowledge until you really internalize it. So dressing for the career that you want, not the one you have, is really, for me, it's about internalizing those goals, you know, looking the part, repeating that dream to yourself over and over and over again. This is what I want to become. When I was uh, trying to um, break into my professorship, I was extremely young. I was very young. And the marketing field typically didn't consist of really young women. And I told myself, I said, you know what, I want to be a marketing professor. I want to be an entrepreneur. This, these are the things that I'm going after, and this is how I'm going to position myself to become these things. And I really internalized it. You know, I went to seminars. I read about my industry. I talked about people, you know, becoming a professor. You know, they were like, wow, you're really young to, become, to be a professor. I said, well, that's what makes me unique. Because I am a professor, and I am very young, because I can do this, and I know how to do this. And I'm dressing for your dreams, you know, looking the part. People, I, I'm sorry, but in today's society, people actually look um, at what you are doing and, and how you're, you're dressing and if it actually fits the role. Now, we're not saying go and replicate anyone else's style, per se, but look at the industry. See how people are dressing and adapt that to your own style.
0: Right, right. And I totally agree. And I want to talk to you about something that's that's uh, probably one of my favorite uh, chapters in the book uh, because a lot of people don't understand this. You have the job market today that is not what it used to be. And so we were having to find creative ways or uh, learn new skills to go out. But I have, uh, I have talked to people who will say, and they're the older, the baby boomers, who will say, you know, 20 years ago we did it this way, you know, why can't I do it this way? Can you talk to our audience the importance of reinventing yourself and why you have
1: to do that? Oh, my gosh, I, I definitely can talk about that. I think, and this is, this is, this is where I am um, today when we think about this, because today has become a, such a global society. First things first, technology has changed the entire game. That's just the bottom line. It has changed everything. And so today we have to be more technologically savvy. We have to be more global, um, global uh, employees. We have to be able to um, actually market ourselves in a more effective way. If you think about it, online learning has opened the floodgate for so many different types of students. And, you know, I've taught adult learners. I've taught undergrad. I've taught, um, you know, the traditional 18 to 24-year-olds. I've even taught a 77-year-old man who went back to school. Wow. So, yeah, so the thing is, people reinventing yourself is when you are balling up the paper. You know, what, that's when repositioning, re strategizing, it didn't work for you. You've exhausted your options. That's when you're throwing away that old canvas and you're starting over on an entirely new one. You have to really look at what about you needs to change because reinvention requires you to, I mean, really look at the entire thing from an entire different perspective. And a lot of people that I've noticed, especially with some of my clients, after the whole recession actually uh, started, they started looking around and saying, well, gosh, I don't have the skills. I've been doing the same thing for the past 20, 25 years. I don't have the skills to compete in this market. Well, here's the thing. Certifications are very important today. I encourage people to go back and get certified in a specific area, be it IT, be it in project management, be it in marketing, whatever your field may be, get your certifications, get your education in that field, Um, you know, internships, volunteering, whatever you have to do in order to make yourself more marketable. And and as I said, reinventing is all about balling up the paper, and we're throwing it away, and we're going to start, we're going to paint an entirely new canvas. And so you start with that by really assessing your skill set. What is it that you have now? What is it that you need to become? And you're going to fill in the blanks in terms of how to get there. And a lot of people, yeah, go ahead. Go
0: ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Well, a lot of people today, Yolanda, and I, I realize this a lot of the time, the old way of thinking can, cannot be compared to where we are. We're in the 21st century. So social media has completely taken over. That's for one. It's more influencing than any form of advertising that we have at this point. And as I said, technology and the fact that we're a global society, those three factors are Probably the primary indicator as to why we're not able to function in that traditional manner anymore. And so the task is for our baby boomers and you know other uh, uh, traditional employees who are used to doing the, the old way of things. You have to come up to the 21st century. They have to be able to adapt.
0: And you hear that audience. She says you have to because you absolutely do have to. Um, you have to come uh, come up into the current times. Um, especially if you're a baby boomer or older. Um, I realize how we used to do things um, back in the day. They were much simpler. Yes, they were, um, but time is evolving, and maybe 20 years from now, um, they'll be even different than what, what they are now, and that's the evolution of um, technology. So if you don't know how to use Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever social media pro, uh, uh, social platform there is, um, Learn. Go to school and learn. There are people around that teach this all the time, and I'm sure, Dr. K., you teach courses on this as well. So it's very important that you go out and learn, and you can't be fearful of it because you will get left behind. Um, a lot of the, uh, again, baby boomers and older people, they're not being able to retire at age 55 or 65. Um, they're having to stay in the workforce. Um, but you have to have, like she said, marketable skills. And uh, I want to talk to you something else, To talk about something else that's passionate and, and close to my heart: <laughs> social media. Because I always tell my clients, you should not be, uh, you should be utilizing it. And if you're not, you're doing yourself, your brand, and your business an, an injustice. Um, and use it now, especially why The majority of it is free. Because I can guarantee you, come a few years from now, uh, it won't be free. What are you, what's your take on that?
1: Oh definitely definitely I think that the way it's going now it's 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 one of those outlets social media allows us to have an outlet and a worldwide outlet a voice actually that we we really didn't have as consumers small businesses today are getting more business than ever before because of social media you know traditionally you know you have the big companies uh, such as your coca-colas and your you know, Frito-Lay, and all these major competitors, and they did major advertising, and they spent major bucks in that area. Well, guess what? You have these small businesses today. You have your uh, entrepreneurs like yourself. You have the marketing experts of the world like myself. We're able to uh, have a voice online, and social media, believe it or not, is a lot more uh, influencing than the traditional forms of advertising.
0: True. And And a lot less expensive, especially if you're on a budget, they are a lot less expensive and you reach a broader market.
1: You definitely do. I've had the opportunity to speak with people in Australia and Germany and Singapore and all these different places because online is where it is. That Your online presence, I don't care where you are, means everything because everything today is online. People believe, and I, I thought this was a really interesting point that I wanted to mention, uh, Yolanda, people believe more about what they see online than actually in person. is
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> they
1: really do. So we have to be really cognizant of that. And, that. and that's how strong the strength of online and social media and all that good stuff, all of those uh, major points are. So it's very important to be able to use these outlets. They're free outlets doesn't cost anything, connects you with the world. I mean, it's almost the best thing since sliced bread.
0: I totally agree. Dr. K, I've enjoyed so much talking to you. You've probably been one of my better guests. Not that all of all my guests, but um, I really enjoy talking to you because we share some of the same passions. And can you tell our audience where they can purchase your book?
1: Definitely. Well, I have a couple websites and a couple, uh, and quite a few social media outlets. So here we are. Uh, my, my website is www.drkgreen.com. You can actually purchase my book from barnesandnobles.com, uh, amazon.com, and quite a few other outlets. You can also purchase it via my I've Been Called the V-Word.com website. You can join me on Twitter at drrkgreen.com and on Facebook at drrkgreen.
0: Okay, and if you can't remember that, just Google her because I did, and she's all over there. So there should be no reason why you um, can't find her. And, and, by the way, some, some of the, the most beautiful pictures I've seen, you're a very beautiful person, um, it looks like, from the in, inside and out. So I thank you for being on the show. Now, I have one last question. Are you working
1: on anything right now? I am. We are working on the B-Word Rulebook Tour. I will be doing some uh, speaking, of course, uh, always speaking, always talking, and actually going around to various women organizations, and we will be discussing the B-Word Rulebook, all of the major topics that we talked about in the book, and really empowering women across the U.S.
0: Okay, and they can find out more information about that at drk.com?
1: Yes, drkgreen.com.
0: Okay, great. Well, Dr. Green, thanks again for being on the show, and I enjoyed speaking with you, and I wish you all the best.
1: Thank you so much, Yolanda, and you have a great show.
0: You too. Bye-bye.